Welcome to the Drunk Dietitians Podcast, co-hosted by your favorite tipsy registered dietitians, yours truly, Sammy Previtt, co-owner of Dietitians of Palm Valley, and Jenna Warner, owner of Happy Strong Healthy. Us dietitian besties can't stand diet culture bullshit and love keeping it real. Our mission is for all humans to believe that they are made for so much more than chasing a smaller body. We're also here to share with you that food can be fun and pleasurable again. Although we're medical professionals, we are human too. We are not afraid to share our deepest secrets and how years of our lives were taken by diet culture. We started this podcast so no human has to feel alone in their journey towards food freedom. So grab your favorite cocktail and join us for our favorite casual happy hour and expect to laugh, cry, learn, and grow. Cheers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Drunk Dietitians. This is Jenna, and I am super excited to intro this episode for you guys. This episode is launching conveniently and purposefully on Father's Day because in this episode, we introduced and we interviewed one of my favorite dietitians, one of my favorite people, and all around one of my very close friends, actually, Mr. Desi Abeda. Desi is known on social media as the dad dietitian, and he really focuses on helping men, especially dads, build up confidence with their health and their family life. In this episode, we talk so much about the damaging social media messages and their impact on children and specifically on men's health. Um, In this episode, we dive deep into vulnerability. We talk all about family life, family meals, how that can impact every single member of the family. And in addition to that, we talked a lot about confidence, nutrition, and all sorts of stress management and things that you don't typically hear coming from men on social media. It was such an incredibly just profound conversation. Desi is absolutely incredible at what he does and his voice. We are so excited to share it with you because it is just, he's the best. As you can tell, you probably can't tell because you're not watching my face, but I'm smiling really big because he's all around just such a genuine, incredible human being. He's also a TED Talk or has done a TED Talk. I don't know how you would say that. Um, He's done a TED Talk all about food fights, which that story we dive into as well. And it's an incredible talk that we will encourage you guys to listen to after you listen to this episode. We do want to share with you that this episode was recorded quite a while ago when our internet connection was not as great as it is today. And there is a blip around a couple minutes into the episode where there is a little bit of silence. Don't be scared. Fast forward a couple seconds and you will be back up and running with Desi. We apologize for the little bit of, um, what would that even be called? Malfunction in our internet at that time. But the rest of the episode is there. It's amazing. And we hope you enjoy every minute of it. So without further ado, here is Mr. Desi Abeda, the dad dietitian. All right, we are live. Welcome back to Drunk Dietitians. Today, we're about to cheers one of my favorite people, Mr. Desi Abeda, Mr. Fit Dad's Coach. What are you drinking? <laughs> uh, 
He's on a different time zone. So it's a little bit earlier where he is. So we're all having our separate types of beverages this morning, but his has a little bit of something spiked into his coffee. Um, but <laughs> to just give this a little start, Desi and I have known each other. We connected through our mentorship um, and I was totally drawn to his message because I think it's incredibly rare in this space, especially mm -hmm. Sam, for you and I, we speak with a lot of women. There's very few yeah. people out there talking about the male and children impacts of social media. Um, mm -hmm. So without too much discussion now, because I want to hear the most from Desi, um, sure. the topic today is really about the damaging social media message and that impact about food and nutrition and fitness and how it impacts children and men's health. Desi is known as the dad dietitian and he has like so much incredible information to share. So um, I'm gonna let Sam do the rapid fire first and then Desi, we wanna hear all about you. Absolutely. Perfect. All right, so let's start off with a rapid fire, a little get to know you better because I don't know you as well as Jenna. So first off, wine or beer? Beer. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Tequila or vodka? Tequila, 100%. <laughs> totally, totally agree with you. What's your favorite type of tequila? This isn't rapid fire. I just want to know. <laughs> um, damn, that's, I was not ready for this one. Uh, damn. Uh, mezcal. Don Julio. Don oh, I Julio hate sure. mezcal. Oh, you like Don Julio? Okay. Ooh, me mezcal is good too. See, and this goes back to what I actually put uh, with your interns. Like, I like bitter taste and I, I'm a weirdo, but I'm all about mezcal. <laughs> Interesting. What, one time I got a margarita with mezcal in it and I didn't know what mezcal was. And I like, I looked at the server and I was like, I think you put barbecue sauce in my, <laughs> in my drink. And she was like, and then I realized I later learned that that meant. Okay. Back to our rapid fire. Snow or scent? Sorry, I'm still laughing at your barbecue joke. <laughs> okay. Sorry. All right. I'm locked in. What's the question? Snow or sand? Snow. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. I'm not a psycho. Woo! Did you hear that? Not a psycho. Thank you. Oh, no. Sammy, do, I'm sorry. We're not friends anymore. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I told her once I buy, I buy smooth peanut butter for my dog. Like that's it. <laughs> that is the strangest thing. That is yeah. strange. Anyways, whatever. Okay. Last question here. So if you could have anything in the entire world with limitless quantities, what would it be? The only thing you can't say is money. Jeez. I mean, this is right up with the brand, right? Family time. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. We haven't had that answer yet. <laughs> no, because uh, like I'm, I'm a big person on that, you know, describing, you know, overall health. Like they did this long term study at Harvard, right, of happiness and health. And what they found is uh, most of the people exercised, they ate well, and they were heavily connected. So to me, family connection just breeds everything else in my life. So yeah, that's, that's, what's where my mind went. <laughs> that's amazing. People like you. And like, that's really part of why I wanted you on here. We wanted you on here the most because your message is so unique and like mm -hmm. just a sentence like that. Like, can I ask how old you are? I'll be 34 on Monday. So, hey, happy birthday. Hey. Happy early birthday. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Four year old man in this crazy world and in the nutrition space, and as a dad and a husband and a provider. And, like, how do you 
get your message out there so strong? How do you practice what you preach? Like that's hard. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's Jen, it's a lot of the things that we're learning just with our message, it's consistency. And even during the times where I feel like no one is listening, I think the thing that drives me, like I had a client ask me like, does like, how do you stay locked in? How do you do content? How do you, how are you there for us? Like, how do you do all of this? And I think at the end of the day, the thing that I think about most is when I have been uh, in like struggle mode at its best, even thinking about to, to, to the largest, largest extent of like, do I even need to be here type of thing? Um, I really craved community. I really craved this message. So to me, if I don't, if I don't get up staying locked into this message, someone out there is literally suffering. And that's what I think of. So during those times, like even last night, like my little girl did not want to go to sleep. So I woke up at six. I was like, I got to get this message out because someone out there needs to hear it. So yeah, I think that's the thing that drives me weirdly. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 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 That your niche to me is like when Jenna told us that you were coming on and, and had this idea to bring you on, I hadn't heard of you previously. And I'm so happy I did because we do get some men at our practice. We were a group of four dietitians at Dietitians Palm Valley, but I would say, I mean, we literally took our numbers from 2019 and I think it was like 85% of our clients were women. Um, yeah. But that, I mean, that's still, there are still some men in there. And I feel like with men, and this is going to be a bad question because I feel like I'm stereotyping, but I'm just no. from the women. Totally true. Yeah. So from the women that I meet with, a lot of them are stay at home moms or they're working moms with a family and they feel like, again, I'm, this is so stereotyping, like majority of my clients, but they feel like the men aren't like, they don't play a role in nutrition or food or cooking. And that's not all of them. Mm -hmm. But so how do you, like, do you, when you have clients, like the males, the fathers that you have, do you ever have guys like that, that are like, I need to somehow enter this space and I don't know how to, or like who, like who's your usual client? I know you have probably many. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, not? that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, I, it's very seldom that I get someone who is well-versed in like all things cooking and equality okay. and, and things like that. I think most of the time, the, the men that step foot into my program. And this is also me pre-screening too. I, you know, I posted this a while back. I had a guy who was like, dude, I'm not interested in doing the dishes. I'm not interested in doing the cooking. Just teach me how to get shredded. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're not the person for me. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye -bye. <laughs> so, yeah. So like, yeah. And at the same time, it's like, tell me how your significant other feels about that. Like, okay. End of, end of conversation. Um, but most of the time they do walk in and it's really nice because vulnerability for men is, for anyone really, but mostly for men is uncomfortable. Your, your, the way that you prioritize your role in the family. And I think it, it's a beautiful thing. Not to say that I make men cry because I don't want, I don't want that to be out there. Yeah. It's beautiful. You know, it, it, so it, it's incredibly healing uh, to, to see another guy across the screen explore his own vulnerability because more often than not, like I think that we're all really reparenting ourselves. And sometimes our measure of, especially from, from the male perspective, sometimes our measure of what equality looks like in the home 
and what uh, prioritization, what authenticity looks like was not the best image. And so when I have another guy on the screen exploring his vulnerability and crying and it's like, dude, it, it's so healing because to me it's like I always like end it with like dude I like I see you like I, I see you mm -hmm. and I think men love that but they don't like talking about it which in yeah. itself is is a huge issue so to answer your question um they do come to me saying like how do I even take this first step because I know it's I know it means something but I don't know what it means and what it looks like yeah and i'm assuming are you like a big fan of brene brown and her vulnerability and like just hearing everything you're talking about like knowing the work that she does with, with vulnerability and men and and it's i mean yeah i'm sure it's a resource you use with clients but it sounds like yeah. you're doing amazing work that needs to be done absolutely yeah no i'm, I'm a huge brene brown fan i my my wife who's incredibly introverted is a therapist so i always joke with her like everything inside of me is her content like it's not me i'm just the i'm just the loud mouth that says it <laughs> yeah the i think the coolest thing about you though desi is like there's so few people that want to help men not lose weight right and like mm -hmm. your definition of losing weight and i'm air quoting mm -hmm. for the listeners out there um, <laughs> is so special because it's not to get shredded like you said right like it's not about that and your can you define like what you help men lose quote unquote in your practice it, honestly like just to kind of whittle it down it's the stigma like it's okay to ask for help it's okay to go home and be with your family uh, and not overwork. You know, it's okay to, to talk about confidence. It's okay to talk about what you're lacking. And so when we talk about losing the weight, it's the weight of the stigma of what we've created towards like, I'm doing air quotes now too, like masculinity, <laughs> you know, like what does that even mean? Like I, I've been developing this talk. I'm going to be doing a really big talk in March at South by Southwest in Austin. So and my, yeah, right. And, and my speaking coach, him and I are going through like the phases of masculinity and what it means. And, and I'm having to tell my story and even just me telling my story, which I always try to do, like it's hard because then I have to make sure that I have really tough conversations with my father about his role with what I've created in my life. And so like overall, it, it's a hard thing to be doing, <laughs> like, and, and, but it needs to be talked about, son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. So mm -hmm. when did you, how did this practice start for you? Like, did you always know you wanted to do this? Like, how did you fall into this? Gosh, I, I was joking with my wife the other day. Like, <laughs> I hate saying this out loud. I, I don't like being an employee. Like, I always knew that I wanted control over like, it's a good thing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I always want, I want, I always knew that I wanted just kind of creative control with to, to do things that I needed to do. I mean, I, I didn't always want to be a dietitian. At first, I wanted to be a pediatrician, and then general chemistry happened. I got my C, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to med school on that." So, um, but by default, here in Arizona, like our pre-med program was nutrition, and so throughout that whole phase in my undergrad, I, I fell in love with the aspects of of food culture and love, because you know, coming from a Latino family, you know, we we always joke, especially around this time, where it's you get socks and underwear for gifts, but mostly it's food, it's family, it's sharing. And so to be able to put science to how great that was in my childhood and what I teach now, I, I think it's just lost upon um, the art of teaching people how to develop a good relationship with food because it's not about 
body composition. It's not about these things. It's really about how you interact in your circles that you care about. That's you amazing. I can't wait to write that down and like put it everywhere. <laughs> He's like yeah, a small version of you, Sam. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in shock right now. Like I had no idea how amazing this guest was going to be because I, you know, I don't know how much you know about our practice, but we've been really shifting from like being a, you know, a dietitian in traditional dietetics to a haze centered practice and, you know, complete intuitive eating. And it's just, mm -hmm. it's so rare. And I would say with the men that we do get in our practice, like most of them have never even heard of that. Um, yeah. and a lot of people haven't heard it in general. Um, but, but so it's just, that's, it's mind blowing what you're saying right now. And I'm loving yeah. everything you're saying. Good, good. I, I think it needs to be talked about more because it's lost in a lot of ears. And, and it's, it's crazy too, because I'm a huge Brené Brown fan, right? I, I, I love her. I love everything that she's about. Um, yeah. Right. So like, even when I try to talk to men about it, like I have to use other terms. Like I have to use uh, strength. I have to use courage. I have to use these things that most men like want to be. It's like, and here's the other thing too. And I, I try to speak to their hearts so much. So where I'm like asking them to be the hero in their own story. That right there usually is just like, shit, like this, these are the areas that I'm playing it small and I need to start playing it big. And then I can dive into like, okay, well, sharing is, is uh, disarming. Sharing is courageous. And then I'll introduce vulnerability. And so it's a, it's kind of a, a long strung out process than it would be just talking with a, with a female because it's a lot easier. I mean, I could talk to you both about this till day's end, um, but to another male, it's like, okay, does, I get it, dude, you're in your feelings, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that what you're saying though right now is like, it's, you need to go viral in general because, and I'm looking at some of the notes on our page here, like one of our interns wrote, like there's no place for men to be open without fear of judgment. And like, yeah. that is so powerful. Cause like you see us on Instagram, like yesterday I was like taking the hair off my face and like shaved <laughs> the bottom of my chin off. And like, I'll talk about that on Instagram and like people will think oh, Jenna. Like, I love you. I went to bed last night. I was like, why is my face burning? Like, like we can talk about that. Right. And like, that's funny, but like you don't see yeah. men on Instagram or Facebook or wherever on platforms talking about that men are typically like i made all this money and i lifted all this weight and i do all these yeah. things and it's like <clears throat> that's hard to connect to and that's not what our space is but like how do you help people understand that like it's okay to talk about the things that are not okay yeah you know I, and and this is the thing i usually tell them and it usually rings true with them each and every time you know i'll ask them like hey if something is uncomfortable for you, it's probably the best thing for you in the moment because what has been comfortable has gotten you to a place where you needed this program, right? Mm -hmm. And most of the time when I say that, they're like, fuck, okay. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And, and even even then, like, and it, and it sucks because I, I was actually going to uh, text our, our, like, uh, text chat of, of people that um, are in our individual oh, mentorship. Dietitians. Yeah, yeah, right. And I was gonna be, I was gonna text like, all right, you guys, I need some support. Like, I, I've, I've, you know, uh, other clients have transitioned out, like out of nowhere. And right away, I was like, okay, like, what does that mean for me? And I think just taking a step back and having a support system to say, okay, 
I'm not that important. This is not the reason why they're leaving. Like this is their own journey and that's okay. Now my message needs to go to someone else. And I think that in itself is helping men to understand the concept of community and support and what that means for them because they don't have to do this alone. And I think, Jen, you're talking about this, like lifting weight, making money, like no successful person has ever done it alone. Let's just call it what it is. It's, mm -hmm. it's an unpopular truth, but it's fucking true, mm -hmm. right? So at the end of the day, it's, it's asking these men to, to understand that and to be vulnerable in their process so much so where they can say, okay, this is how this applies to me or like, okay, I don't understand this. Can you educate me more? Do you ever feel like after you go through like a day of counseling or calls with your clients, like, do you ever be like, wow, I'm not even a dietitian. like the work that you do, like, does it feel, because I say that every single day. So I, I was just wondering <laughs> if you feel the same. Dude, I, I have people ask me that all the time. My father-in-law was like the other day, I uh, was like, it sounds like you're doing more life coaching than nutrition mm -hmm. coaching. And I was like, well, yeah. I mean, when has it ever been about food? <laughs> you know what exactly. I, mean? <laughs> I always say, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always say, like, once you like get through this, like realizing it's not food, it's like then clients are like, oh, now I have to deal with like the real shit, like the reason yeah. I'm here. But like getting yeah. them to a point to realize like it's not food. Yeah. Yeah. I think Desi too, you and I, so one of the first conversations in person he and I had, we were sitting at a horrible baseball game in California <laughs> that I like wanted to leave the second I got there. And I was like, let me talk to this kid. I've never really had a conversation with him before. And it was like, we weren't even at the game anymore because I was so captivated by his story and how much time he spends with his little girl who's four, four. How old is Almost four, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three and a half. Um, so how much time he spends with his little girl and how his message was not only about food and helping people find this different type of food freedom, but also like the strength and relationship. I think that the emphasis that you put on like spouses, right? So I think that that's something that, you know, Sam and I have probably seen from the other side of, you know, women not feeling comfortable in their bodies being intimate and connecting with their spouses because of mm -hmm. their own feelings on their bodies. But like something that you do really well is <clears throat> you put an emphasis on things like date night and cooking together and like making the decisions healthy in the kitchen and like making that a lifestyle. But like on the other end of it, do you ever feel like it's hard for dads to like have that open up in that same way like the dad bod stigma or like any of that type of like conversations that come up with you and like how you make them feel comfortable in the skin they're in yeah gosh that's such a hard topic because and i say this in my introduction video and and i'm talking to the camera and what i'm saying is a bunch of really just conversations that i've had with other people where it's like you know, you might be stepping foot in this program just because you want to look good naked in front of your wife or your significant other. And I'm here to tell you that that is okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because even with like this dad bod stigma, like I had a conversation with a client the other day where I was like, look, just like the process of behavioral change, just like the process of gaining confidence, like there's going to be days where you don't enjoy your body. Like, and I, and I, and I said to him, like, I'm gonna raise my hand right now. Like my body has changed. It absolutely has. Right. So like, yeah, right. It, my, my body has changed. And I, and I always joke with my wife where it's like, you know, I've seen my six pack once in high school and that's, that's it. Right. <laughs> um, but to be vulnerable in that process and to say like, Hey, like there are going to be some days where you don't enjoy it, but let's be real. What you're actually 
actually seeking is affirmation and validation through your connection to your wife or your significant other. And so, and I'll, and I'll ask him, like, tell me what's going to be more fruitful for you, for you to disconnect, for you to just sit on the couch with the TV on, go work, go do whatever you need to go do. Or if you go connect with, um, with her or your significant other, like, what's going to be more connected and more often they're not they're like well if I just go be with them like okay well fucking a let's go (laughs) yeah do you ever thinking about that question Jenna just asked do you ever have like men that come to you and then you find that their wives are like entrenched in diet culture and like you're working with them and then like the wives are trying to instill rules on the husband of what diet they're on like or do they usually work with you or like how does that work no I I always make it a a family intervention because I mean I've so I started working with eating disorders, right? Okay. And that's where I got primarily, like you asked about counseling. You know, I sat through every single one of the groups because my mentor was like the best therapist that I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw how she navigated situations. And my big thing, especially when someone steps into the program is like, I want to know what the family dynamic is. And so what I will ask them, and, and Jenna, you've heard this before, I'll ask them about family dinners. Tell me about it. And if mom is doing something different and dad is doing something different and the kids are doing something different, I'm just like, right away, I'm just like, man, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, hold on. Like, if we are initiating family meals, if we are initiating these new concepts, everyone needs to be eating the same thing, first of all. Second of all, and and I've been really fortunate to have the wives that step foot in the program, supporting their husbands, really, really love me and trust me where I can say, it's not a good look for you to be sipping on a smoothie while everyone else is eating. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. Like what message are you sending to your kid? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, they're like, I don't want to send that message. And it's like, okay, well, we got to eat some food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you, so when you bring on husbands, do you do like individuals with their wives as well? Or the, or the wife will just kind of sit in when needed or I'm just interested. Yeah. Usually, yeah. Usually the wife will, will sit in a, as needed. Um, okay. You know, it's, it's funny. Cause like right now it's my, the men of pervert nutrition, right? Um, I have five females right now that are awesome. They're freaking say, awesome. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Need to work with women also because your message is yeah. so powerful and gentle, like it's a gentle message that's yeah. really strong. I know that that's yeah. an oxymoron, but it is. No, no, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. Can you tell yeah. Sam too a little bit about your TED Talk? So Desi, I listen, okay, so before at Fenty, when we were all there together, um, Desi yeah. and I both spoke. I was like so anxious and nervous about my speech that I was like, didn't know at the time that I had the flu, but like profusely sweating and dying, nervous, had all of these pages of notes. Meanwhile, Desi was going right after me. I was like, I haven't really even thought about what I'm going to speak about yet. <laughs> Got up there, freaking crushed it, uses the whiteboard, <laughs> Mr. Ted Talk. Um, but he has spoken on huge stages before and it's clear as to why, because he's an incredibly captivating speaker, but your Ted Talk um, about food fights is a really interesting spin and can kind of bring in some of the discussion about the impact of social media on children um this conversation so can you tell us a little bit about your ted talk yeah yeah absolutely so um three yeah almost yeah three years ago you know uh my daughter rory at the time was like three months and at the time i had just gotten fired from a job that i had and so i was home and my wife had to go back to work and the plan was for her at least to, to stay home for an additional three to four months and so i was tasked with the opportunity to give my daughter a bottle and so 
first day, like she's screaming her head off and it's horrible. And I'm like, okay, like that failed. Like, okay, let me try this again a little bit later. Same thing. And it got to a point where I was like really frustrated, extremely frustrated. And the tipping point for me was like, I FaceTimed my wife and I was like, and my, my goal, my intention was to say, look what this baby is doing to me. Right? <laughs> so, so I got her on FaceTime. Rory is crying. My wife is crying on the other line. I start to cry. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> and so I took that opportunity to dive into like the research of uh, Alan Sater, right? Uh, you know, the vision and responsibilities. So we did that and we ended up going to a breastfeeding support counselor who <clears throat> just really showed me about my role in feeding, like how it's supposed to be playful and safe and all the things that we learn about in school. But application like at the time I wasn't even thinking about it I was too much in my head in this shame space of like I'm supposed to be an expert supposed to be her dad supposed to be like the head of the household like you can't even feed her like who are you and I'm like <laughs> this like existential moment of like what the hell are you doing yeah um, <laughs> and I've heard yeah. that <laughs> yeah right and so so all of that happened and then what I what I did then was like okay like this needs to be talked about because I, I have seen the same things in working with eating, eating disorders and the role of diet culture and the role of what we're learning through external messages. And so I, I parlayed that opportunity with like, this isn't the same thing that we see with diet culture, where it's like, you're told what to do, you're forced, and you stop, you stop trusting yourself. So in taking that opportunity, I just said like, what if as, as, a, as a culture, what if as a society, we started to look at food in the same way that kids do with magic and intrigue um, and, and, and comfort and wonder, right? What if we started to look at food like that so that we stopped looking towards these external messages, but listening to ourselves? And as parents, what are we doing to teach that? And so like, I, it was such a great opportunity. And I think when you have these bucket list moments, uh, you know, I grew up wanting to be like a huge, uh, you know, professional athlete and hip hop star. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the second that I got done on stage, it was like that moment of like, holy shit, that was amazing. I did that based off of failure, a failing experience, failing forward, like whatever you want to call it, like, right? Cheers. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Like I did that. I'm going to go fucking fail some more. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So how many people was the TED Talk in front of? <clears throat> um, so if you, look at the, if you look at the production, it looks like a shit ton, but I think it was only like, like 60 or 70. <laughs> but, but it gets seen by so many, of course, after the fact. And yeah, yeah. Southwest is how big? I think it was like triple that, right? Oh, it's, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And like my, again, Brittany Brown gets brought up again. Like she did Ted and then South by Southwest. And then, so I'm just trying to just match what she does. Yeah. <laughs> on dietitian's podcast. Baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> heard, it, heard it here first. <laughs> You've also done stuff with General Mills though, too. I'm going to brag about you. Yeah. You've worked with General Mills to get the message out about family meals and getting kids mm -hmm. to eat a healthy breakfast in a way that is healthy for them in the fun way also, but you know, surrounding yeah. family need as well. Um, you really do great work getting this message out there. And I'm sure your daughter's gonna be a picky eater just despite you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Dude, that, that, <laughs> no, that, that in itself, it's, <clears throat> I think that we're so used to um, getting results or things quickly and people expect that. And to be told like, this is a long-term process and to be told that you have to do this imperfectly, it just like blows people's minds. And it's like, you know, even with Rory, mind you, Callie, my wife, and I do the best that we can. But more often than not, if we're busy in the morning, she's getting a freaking bagel, cream cheese, and fruit. Because to me, like the balanced plate model, that's how I operate, right? So does she have color on her plate? Protein, carbs, fat, cool. Like get her, get her whatever she wants. <laughs> like yeah. we have to go to school in ten fucking minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think that was the question I want to ask you because I know the majority of Jenna and I, our listeners are female. So a lot of females will, of course, I'm going to make my husband watch this, but um, well, he watches all of them, but, um, but like, so for the moms listening, for the females listening, like, and Jenna, I know you were just kind of like generalizing by saying like healthy breakfast. Like, I love that you just said that. Like, I think I was looking through your Instagram feed and I saw you did something about like how cereal can be healthy and like fit in. So just kind of expand on that a little bit, just a little bit more like what it means to eat a air quotes, healthy breakfast. Yeah. No, that's, that's great because you know, more often than not, whether I'm teaching a client or even just in my home, it's, it's that balanced plate model. And to me, the, the things that I love to joke about where it's like, Hey, like I want your meal to be so pretty that you're going to put that shit on IG. Like <laughs> Most of the time, like I, I get dads are like, okay, I can do that. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll walk them through that. And a lot of this actually comes from um, working in professional sports too, you know, with athletes, teaching them about the athletes plate, teaching them about why they're doing what they're doing. So I do a lot of similarities between that. And I don't, God, man, I hate the term healthy. Fucking I hate the term healthy. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? Because to me, it, it insinuates that there are things that you should not be eating. And yeah. um, one thing that I like to do is I'll educate them on what a balanced plate looks like. And at the same time, I'll also educate them on childhood foods. You know, if they really enjoy something. And, you know, I always tell them the, the first time that I realized that I was emotionally eating was the first time that I got my, uh, my first, um, <laughs> loan, loan, ch- loan check where it's like, Hey, you owe the government money for school. And it's like, huh? All right. Well, I got meatloaf in my, <laughs> in my fridge and I used to love making a sandwich as a kid. I'm going to douse that motherfucker in, in Tabasco and I'm going to eat it. And I remember eating and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what this feels like. Cool. And it's just like really bringing those out so that you release the shame and you just bring in understanding. Uh, yeah. so that you can empathize with the situation because people get in their heads too much. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I'm sorry, go ahead, Sam. Well, I was just going to say, just kind of summing up and like hearing what you're saying too, is like at our practice, and I know Jenna talks about this, but like just kind of removing the morality to food. Like if you're saying yeah. that there's healthy food, that means there's not healthy food. If you're telling people to eat a right way, that means there's a wrong way. If you're telling people yeah. there's good, then there's bad. Like food is food. And we go through so many ebbs and flows in life. And, and I think we all, you know, all of us on this call um, are, you know, privileged enough to know where our next meal is coming from. So like, I always tell people, if you have the privilege to worry about what fucking nutrients are in your food, like we don't need to be worrying about that. Like, let's just yeah. balance the plate and like, keep it, keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's, what's the saying? Uh, Kiss, keep it, keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> 
CD. <laughs> yeah, that's way, that's way, uh, that's way nicer. Yeah. It's so complicated to eat. And I think that it is something that is easier sometimes for women to speak about. Um, and I'm very grateful for you, Des, for this conversation and for your message really and truly, because if there is a family at home, the male role plays a huge role in their eating habits mm. and their confidence and their support to the spouse um, plays yeah. a huge role in how that child is raised. And I think that there's very few people doing this work out there. And the only other piece of this that I wanted to bring up, I love your idea about date night. Um, I know that yeah. you had on Instagram before where it's like, or I'm sorry, on Facebook in your group, like share, cause I watch sometimes share, you know, like some of your ways that you got your wife cooking in the kitchen with you or that you help yeah, her, yeah. like what can you do to make it fun and, you know, sexy and like enjoying in that way too. Because I think that that's also something that like, we also have this like weird idea that like a date night has to be out to eat and expensive and champagne and wine and all these things. And like, that's just not reality for most people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so yeah. I think when you're on a journey to get healthier, um, to make yourself happier, sometimes those stigmas can be difficult as well to deal with. So is there any like thing that you do fun in your group that we can share? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, I was, doing date your wife um and here's and, and here's the thing with with men too it's so hard because you'll watch the views and everyone's viewing and it's like you know how many of you guys are doing this but, but no one wants to be transparent in, in what they're doing until you reach out and they're like oh my god dude like i watch all your content i love it and it's like well then fucking comment <laughs> share it share that shit yeah like oh, what, what you, yeah what are you doing um <clears throat> but but literally, you know, especially for a lot of my clients, they're finding that it's been really difficult for them to connect with their kids. Like the first thing that I'm doing, because I have separate channels in our like team app, like for my clients, we use Slack, kind of the same thing, obviously, uh, Jenna, that we use. Um, but I have a channel just for ideas for meal prep, and I'll have my clients go in there and teach the team about what they're doing. And so if someone is a parent, I'll have them go in and say, hey, I want you to teach everyone what you did in order to get the kids involved, how they felt and how you felt about it. And so it completes the learning cycle just by being able to learn, do, and then teach. And so right then and there, if I hear that, you know, they're, it's been really hard for them to connect with their significant other or their kids, it's like, okay, cool. You got a homework assignment. It's time to cook, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Cooking and like, especially, I know you mentioned in your culture, Desi, like food means family, right? Family means mm -hmm. food. mine too. I know Sammy's Greek, I'm Jewish. Like, yeah, we yeah. All, any culture out there, really, I mean, we got a wide variety here, but any culture, food yeah. equals family. Like, yeah, something yeah. that we've, we've taken away some of the aspect of family and culture in our society by putting such restriction and rules around food. Um, and I think any way that, the three of us and together can get that message out there that like you can have it all like yeah you gotta work for it yeah <laughs> yeah understanding that like the rule is there are no rules what movie is that from yeah like, i don't um, know but it sounds good like, <laughs> yeah just go with it <laughs> yeah yeah um, but like it's so it's powerful and it's special and um yeah i could pick your brain all day about this stuff <laughs> yeah i think yeah, the follow-up 
Jenna's question. I love the like date your wife idea and, and challenging people. And I love that you have like your own clients like teaching. Cause like you said, that's huge to really complete the learning process. Do you mm -hmm. have like two other, like you could do two or three, like big takeaways, big tips that like for all people viewing and listening that you think could be huge for them to hear from you? Um, I think the, the first thing is, you know, that you are capable. You're, you're extremely capable. Uh, it, it's pretty likely that you just need some understanding and support and love. I mean, that's just, that's just what it boils down to. So the first thing is you are capable. The second thing is um, stop lying to yourself. You have the time, you have the resources. It's important to you, you know, really work on changing it up. Like if it, if it's time that you don't have the time rather, like, is it a priority for you right now? Mm -hmm. Right. Just, and I think that's something that I constantly spread where it's like, we got to stop lying to ourselves. We got to take some ownership with uh, our role and, and prioritizing that role. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think those are huge. I mean, I know I relate to those clients relate to those. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like Jenna, do you feel like sometimes with our clientele, it's harder to say that, like <laughs> stop lying to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if I said that, that wouldn't go over very well, <laughs> but, yeah. but, but again, obviously maybe not saying it in that way, but getting people yeah. to realize like, Hey, if you don't, quote air quotes have time where is your time going let's look at yeah. that we're spending six hours a day with screen time and maybe yeah work there but awesome so also tell us for anyone listening like what's the best way to contact you like where where can they go men absolutely or <laughs> yes both of course, of course men or what i got a i got a bunch of women on my facebook group which is I'm really on. nice because I'm, I, I'm always really <laughs> i yeah, want to be added <laughs> yeah please please do uh so you can find me uh facebook group is men of purpose nutrition and then on ig uh, at fit dad's coach and i'm working on tiktok right now i don't know jenna how are you doing with that i'm <laughs> at tiktok like i am like, like i don't know where to start <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's so I, i'm dating myself i feel like i'm yeah i'm dating myself i feel like it's like the next generation and i'm like well, how do you work this <laughs> i haven't even started my younger cousins are always like i snapchatted you i was like i deleted that like years ago yeah like, i yeah. I like refuse, but I know I need to, to probably keep up with the kids as well. Right. Yeah. Well, Desi, it has been a serious pleasure. I went through my entire beer because we cheers to so much good on this call or on this conversation. And, yeah. um, I took a lot from it. I'm so happy that you two got to meet, um, together mm -hmm. because there's so much good, um, yeah. came from this conversation. So thank you for being here with us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, the, the two of yours chemistry is, is awesome. And, and I already knew that when, when, when the two of you started doing promos for it, <laughs> um, the two of you started doing promos for it, I was like, this is going to be big. And so I'm, I'm super excited to, to be able to bless the mic. <laughs> Where's your special mic? I want to see that next time. Okay. For part two. You yeah, I'm actually gold microphone. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually going to go record two episodes later. So we'll have to have uh, a combo episode with uh, my co-host as well. So awesome. yes, and you have to wear cheetah print. Yes. This was not yeah. planned, not planned, <laughs> but I love it. Oh, well, love thank it. you again, Desi, so much for being here. We seriously love and appreciate you. And thank you everybody for listening. Have a great day.
Bye, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there, and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon.